Second Chronicles chapter 32 After these things and this faithfulness, Sennacherib king of Assyria came, entered into Judah, encamped against the fortified cities and intended to win them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he was planning to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the springs which were outside of the city, and they helped him. Then many people gathered together, and they stopped all the springs and the brook that flowed through the middle of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find abundant water? He took courage, built up all the wall that was broken down, and raised it up to the towers with the other wall outside, and strengthened Milo and David's city and made weapons and shields in abundance. He set captains of war over the people, gathered them together to him in the wide place at the gates of the city, and spoke encouragingly to them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude who is with him, for there is a greater one with us than with him. An arm of flesh is with him, but Yahweh our Elohim is with us to help us and to fight our battles. The people rested themselves on the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. After this, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, sent his servants to Jerusalem. Now he was attacking Lachish, and all his forces were with him. To Hezekiah, king of Judah, and to all Judah who were at Jerusalem, saying, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says, In whom do you trust that you remain under siege in Jerusalem? Doesn't Hezekiah persuade you to give you over to die by famine and by thirst? Saying, Yahweh our Elohim will deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria. Hasn't the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and commanded Judah in Jerusalem, saying, You shall worship before one altar, and you shall burn incense on it. Don't you know what I and my ancestors have done to all the peoples of the lands? Were the gods of the nations on those lands in any way able to deliver their land out of my hand? Who was there among all the gods of those nations, which my ancestors utterly destroyed, that they could deliver his people out of my hand, that your Elohim should be able to deliver you out of my hand? Now, therefore, don't let Hezekiah persuade you or deceive you in this way. Don't believe him. For no God of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver their people out of my hand and out of the hand of my ancestors. How much less will your Elohim deliver you out of my hand? His servants spoke yet more against Yahweh Elohim and against his servant Hezekiah. He also wrote letters insulting Yahweh, the Elohim of Israel, and speaking against him, saying, As the gods of the nations of the lands which have not delivered their people out of my hand, so shall the Elohim of Hezekiah not deliver his people out of my hand. They called out with a loud voice in the Jews' language to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall, to frighten them and to trouble them that they may take the city. They spoke of the Elohim of Jerusalem as of the gods of the peoples of the earth, which are the work of human hands. Hezekiah the king and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, prayed because of this and cried to heaven. Yahweh sent an angel who cut off all the mighty men of valor, the leaders and captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. 
so he returned with shame of face to his own land. When he had come into the house of his God, those who came out of his own body killed him there with the sword. Thus Yahweh saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others, and guided them on every side. Many brought gifts to Yahweh to Jerusalem and precious things to Hezekiah, king of Judah, so that he was exalted in the sight of all nations from then on. In those days Hezekiah was terminally ill, and he prayed to Yahweh, and he spoke to him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did not reciprocate appropriate to the benefit done for him, because his heart was lifted up. Therefore there was wrath on him, Judah, and Jerusalem. However, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that Yahweh's wrath did not come on them in the days of Hezekiah. Hezekiah had exceedingly great riches and honor. He provided himself with treasuries for silver, for gold, for precious stones, for spices, for shields, and for all kinds of valuable vessels. Also storehouses for the increase of grain, new wine and oil, and stalls for all kinds of animals and flocks and folds. Moreover, he provided for himself cities and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance, for Elohim had given him abundant possessions. This same Hezekiah also stopped the upper spring of the waters of Gihon and brought them straight down on the west side of David's city. Hezekiah prospered in all his works. However, concerning the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent to him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, Elohim left him to test him that he might know all that was in his heart. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his good deeds, behold, they are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Hezekiah slept with his ancestors, and they buried him in the ascent to the tombs of the sons of David. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem honored him at his death. Manasseh, his son, reigned in his place. Second Chronicles 33 Manasseh was twelve years old when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty-five years in Jerusalem. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, after the abominations of the nations whom Yahweh cast out before the children of Israel. For he built again the high places which Hezekiah his father had broken down. And he raised up altars for the bells, and made Ashereth, and worshipped all the army of the sky, and served them. He built altars in Yahweh's house, of which Yahweh said, My name shall be in Jerusalem forever. He built altars for all the army of the sky in the two courts of Yahweh's house. He also made his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hanam. He practiced sorcery, divination, and witchcraft, and dealt with those who had familiar spirits and with wizards. He did much evil in Yahweh's sight to provoke him to anger. He set the engraved image of the idol which he had made in Elohim's house, of which Elohim said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. 
I will not any more remove the foot of Israel from off the land which I have appointed for your ancestors. If only they will observe to do all that I have commanded them, even all the law, the statutes, and the ordinances given by Moses. Manasseh seduced Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that they did more evil than did the nations whom Yahweh destroyed before the children of Israel. Yahweh spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they didn't listen. Therefore Yahweh brought on them the captains of the army of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh in chains, bound him with fetters, and carried him to Babylon. When he was in distress, he begged Yahweh his Elohim and humbled himself greatly before the Elohim of his ancestors. He prayed to him, and he was entreated by him and heard his supplication, and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that Yahweh was Elohim. Now after this, he built an outer wall to David's city on the west side of Gihon in the valley, even to the entrance at the fish gate. He encircled Ophel with it and raised it up to a very great height, and he put valiant captains in all the fortified cities of Judah. He took away the foreign gods and the idol out of Yahweh's house, and all the altars that he had built in the mountain of Yahweh's house and in Jerusalem and cast them out of the city. He built up Yahweh's altar and offered sacrifices of peace offerings and of thanksgiving on it and commanded Judah to serve Yahweh, the Elohim of Israel. Nevertheless, the people still sacrificed in the high places, but only to Yahweh, their Elohim. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and his prayer to his Elohim, and the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of Yahweh, the Elohim of Israel, behold, they are written among the acts of the kings of Israel. His prayer also, and how Elohim listened to his request, and all his sins and his trespasses, and the places in which he built high places and set up the Asherah poles and the engraved images before he humbled himself. Behold, they are all written in the history of Hosiah. So Manasseh slept with his ancestors, and they buried him in his own house, and Ammon his son reigned in his place. Ammon was 22 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, as did Manasseh his father. And Ammon sacrificed to all the engraved images which Manasseh his father had made, and served them. He did not humble himself before Yahweh as Manasseh his father had humbled himself. But this same Ammon trespassed more and more. His servants conspired against him and put him to death in his own house. But the people of the land killed all those who had conspired against King Ammon, and the people of the land made Josiah his son king in his place.